Hello, everyone. Welcome to In the Neighborhood with your hosts, Tim Johnson and Stacy Borho. Together, they are finding out what makes the heart of the Heartland Beat. They sit down with people in your community that lead organizations, businesses, and government. You'll learn who they are and what they're involved in and why. They are the people in your neighborhood. It's In the Neighborhood with Stacy Borgo and Tim Johnson. Hi, everybody. Tim Johnson here with Stacy Borgo. Hi, Tim. Welcome. Uh, do you know the... I can never do the letters. Uh, <laughs> You're like, what's happening right yeah. now? <laughs> I can do them for you if you'd like. <laughs> oh, we got a volunteer. <laughs> we got Andy Thornton from uh, Peoria YMCA. Welcome. Thank you for having me. For those that don't know, what is YMCA? What is YMCA? Well, let's start with what YMCA stands for, the Young Men's Christian Association. But it's so much more than that, right? Because it, it started out as a young men's prayer group, actually, over in England. I think it was 1844 when the YMCA was started um, by our founder, uh, George Williams. And, um, but now it's so much more than that because we have men, we have women, we have children, we have seniors, we... We like to call it that we provide services for folks from cradle to grave. Um, so it's an organization that is committed to um, working with all people of all walks of life and helping them to become healthier um, through ver various ways. Cradle to grave, that's quite the span. It is. <laughs> can't get any wider than that, right? No, you can't. So what are you doing for the little ones? For the little so ones? let's start at the youth. Okay. Well, for the youngest, I guess you would say is um, for our organization here locally, and that's the other unique thing about it, is there's over 800 YMCAs in the country, wow. independent organizations, and probably 2,500 to 3,000 facilities nationwide. Um, so we don't run a preschool program or anything like that here locally. Used to when we were in our old facility downtown. But our youngest age group that we work with primarily right now would be school-age children, so kindergarten and above. We offer after-school programming um, in several sites um, where we do that in the schools. And we run a, um, a summer day camp program where we provide childcare basically for parent, working parents who okay. need a place for their kids to go, a safe place, and try to do that in a fashion that um, helps build those children's character um, through our programs, physical, uh, physical wellness as well as emotional and things like that. So, so a lot of different uh, volunteers are needed to probably run something like that with the kids. Yeah, we staff a lot of our programs okay. um, that way, um, uh, but we do like to have volunteer involvement as well, and we do partner with several agencies to expand the um, delivery of our program to 4-H is a partner of ours that will come in and provide programming to the children. In our programs, um, we also work with, you know, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and places like that that just are able to provide a different level of expertise, and they'll send volunteers to our programs. But, yeah, we have need for volunteers in lots of different areas at the YMCA. Very cool. So what would you say is the purpose of YMCA? Uh, well, our purpose, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I would say that our purpose is to, primary purpose is to meet community needs, um, understand what the needs are in the community, and then to choose those things that we think we align with best and can provide services towards. 
give you an example of a new program that is actually starting Saturday for us on the East Bluff, um, not too far from here, actually. At um, the East Bluff Community Center, which is the old St. Bernard's mm -hmm. School, um, there's a need over there for um, uh, working with young boys in that community. You know, it was a high crime rate part of our town. There's lots of crime activity in that community. And there's a large population there that have single-parent homes, um, lack of fathers in their homes. I think it's 80% of the households in that community don't have a father figure. Um, so we have partnered with several different partners in that community, and we're delivering a basketball program that has a mentoring component built into it so that we are engaging volunteers mm -hmm. in uh, providing mentorship to these boys in this community um, so that we can help fill that gap and try to help provide some coaching and some mentoring and things like that that will help them understand you know, what it means to be a viable citizen in this community, a productive citizen. And the earlier we start with them, the better, right? Mm -hmm. So thankful to Peoria Charter Coach, who has stepped up to be a, a substantial donor and volunteer. Bill Winkler, who is the president of Peoria Charter Coach, is actually volunteering as a basketball coach in that Fun. program, as well as providing his some resources to fund it. Illinois American Water has come to the table with some resources, too and um, Paradise Hotel and Casino, and then several um, private individual donors as well. We've raised $20,000 to fund the program up there from a year-round basis to where we are delivering mentorship through the game of basketball. And the way that it works is the kids have to show up and be a part of the mentoring program in order sure. to play basketball. So it's kind of the reward for being engaged in the intentional effort to, to build character. Children. We had um, we've had several over 130 some shows mm -hmm. of uh, leaders in Peoria say that um, if fathers our our biggest problem in Peoria is lack of fathers being in place, right. being where they should be, or just being there. Right. And uh, one actually said all of our problems would be solved if fathers would stand up. Yeah. That's a pretty strong statement. That's yeah, pretty strong. And if we're at 80 percent. Yeah, just in that without yeah. fathers, that's mm -hmm. that's devastating. That's significant, and you know, in my life, I was fortunate to have a dad. I still have a father. Just celebrated his 75th birthday this past Sunday, actually, who invested in my life and you know was there for me through all of the things that I did, and that has significant value to me. Right. And I can't imagine not having that in my life. So fortunate to have that resource in my life that I can still draw upon today. And to, to think about what that would mean to me if I didn't is pretty powerful. So for us to be able to develop a program, get people to come on board and support it, um, is, is pretty substantial, mm -hmm. I think. And because, you know, in, in order for us to run a program like this, you know, there's a $20,000 price tag, but the kids in that community can't pay for it. You know, right. if we put a price tag on it, probably wouldn't have very many that would sign up. Mm -hmm. Right, so we were able to go out into the community and raise the resources, and our goal. This is just the start for us in this in this realm. Our goal is to you know over the next year really make this program strong, um, work through some of the kinks that we know will happen when you're starting a new program, and then we want to scale it across the city. We want to take it to the south end and deliver a program there as well, because we also know that if we don't 
do it in their community, they're not going to be able to come. Right. How are they going to get there? Yeah. The YMCA is on the north end of town, and it's probably a, an hour and a half, two hour commute by bus with all the transfers to get there. Mm -hmm. And the closest bus stop is three quarters of a mile away from our facility. So we had to eliminate that barrier. Um, so we're fortunate to have the East Bluff Community Center mm -hmm. uh, on board with helping us deliver the program. And, and we hope to make it bigger as we move forward. So my familiarity to YMCA was uh, <clears throat> learning to swim. Yeah. In 1970, just, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but here locally, uh, actually up in the Belvedere okay. Rockford area. Yeah, familiar. But uh, yeah, it was really stylish. You had a belt, and you had this football that you had. It was looked like a football yeah. on your back, and you learned to swim. And it's called a bubble. <clears throat> bubble. There yeah. you go. They still yeah. Have. yeah, we don't use them too much anymore in our instruction. But they exist still. But I was. I was three years old. Device, yeah. yeah. So, you know, but um, that my sisters would do trampoline, and so I, <clears throat> you kind of get that thought of the YMCA being a gym. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's swim and gym is kind of the official term that that as an organization we're trying to let people know that we're more than that. We are those things. We still do swim lessons. We still do basketball programs. We still offer fitness equipment for people to utilize to become healthier. But there's more to this organization than just those swim and gym concepts, the traditional thing. And that's what, you know, opportunities like this to sit down and talk about it, help us educate the community that we're, we're, we are a charity. You know, we're a cause-driven charity. We're a not-for-profit organization. We need resources to help develop programs like this to reach people in need. And that's a big focus of ours here locally is to expand our reach across the community and do it in ways where we're developing programs like I just shared. So where are you guys located for those who don't know? Well, the address officially is 7000 Fleming Lane. Okay. It's up off of Willow Knolls Road. It used to be called Country Club Lane because it's the old Willow Knolls country club which was a tennis facility right a mm -hmm. tennis and racket facility i think back in the day and we have a large outdoor swimming pool which was a big part of their draw but back in well i think it was 2000 2001 when the ymca left the downtown area over here on hamilton boulevard which is now the dream center right um, they moved out north and kind of merged operations and there was an agreement where the the property and all of that was given to the y for them to take and develop and since then, we've, they've added a gymnasium and expanded some of our wellness space and made some enhancements to the pool. But we have 57 acres. Wow. We have 57 acres that is 50% timber in city limits. Hmm. It's a really unique setting, and we're trying to figure out the best way to utilize those 57 acres so that, so that we can serve those kids, like I talked about, in a different capacity and getting them outdoors, getting them off the couch and from out in front of the Xbox and the Playstations and off the tablets and really experience life a little bit differently. The way that we used to do it right. when we were kids, right? right? Get outside and have fun and play right. and mm -hmm. learn through play. Don't come back. <laughs> think about all the things that we learned when we were little just by playing with our friends outside oh, on sure. how to deal with conflict, right? And things like that. And that, So those are things that we're looking to develop as we move forward and really take advantage of the resource that we have that is really pretty unique. There's not too many YMCA's in the country that have the, the, the acreage 
that we have and the ability to develop programs a little differently than than what we can, what we hope we can do. Mm-hmm. But we're going to need partners to do it. Yeah. So what else happens out at the Y? Well, we have um, <clears throat> we open at 5 a.m. every morning, and we have a, no, a lot of people that come in. We have a, a pretty large senior population that comes in and uses our facility. So there's lots of activity. Lots of group exercise classes that we offer throughout the day where people can come in and, and take those types of classes. We do swim lessons. Unfortunately, right now, we only have an outdoor pool, so we only have about a 90-day window oh. to offer um, aquatic programming. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do swim lessons at the Y, those traditional programs. We have um, youth sports programs that we offer. Right now, we're, we're just kicking off a, a youth basketball program for preschool age kids, kindergartners, first and second graders, so really young ones mm-hmm. that's really focused on developing skills around the sport of basketball. Um, flag football is another program that we're offering. Um, we have a partnership with the, I think, the Peoria Hawks, which is a semi-pro tackle football team, which I didn't even know about when I came to town this past summer. Uh, but they come in and they volunteer and they help deliver this program. Um, with us, um, which is a you know a, a different way to play football, and it's done indoors. It's in the gym, which is a little bit unique too. Mm-hmm. So we offer programs like that. <clears throat> uh, we also offer you know Red Cross certifi- um, CPR certification, okay. first aid certifications that we we require all of our staff to have those certifications, but we open those up to public okay. for the public to do it. And we do that in a partnership with AMT. Um, and, and there's um, no charge for our staff to do it and a very nominal fee for for community members to come in and take a part in it. So anyone could come? Yeah, you just take... have to sign up and register for it when we offer. We offer it a lot of times on the weekends. Okay. So they can come in and be a part of that. That's kind of important. Mm-hmm. That would be a good show. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would recommend having them on board. They do a lot of a lot of unique partnerships and services for the community like that. Yeah. I mean, they provide the service for our employees and for the community members, they don't charge us for it. So there's a cost to it, and they're, they're providing sure. a community benefit. So yeah. how does someone find out about when your classes are if they want to? On our website, peoriaymca.org, okay. you can find about all of this information. We have a, 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 pretty, um, a pretty good website, easy, interactive website where people can go in and find about all the services that we offer. So classes too, then I'm sure, yeah. schedule. Yeah. So just wanted to fill you in if you caught on just a little bit late uh, we're talking with Andy Thornton from uh, Peoria YMCA and uh, if you can do the Y yeah M C A okay yeah I just uh, <laughs> do I you don't need to finish that skills I have none <laughs> as far as not a dancer dance goes especially if you got to say the thing and yeah. do it at the same time but you're the president and CEO of yes sir the YMCA <laughs> um, is that the only location that you have is? Currently, yes. Okay. Um, and what was your relationship with the YWCA? The two independent organizations, okay. um, you know, both charity, charities. Here locally, there's, there's really no affiliation okay. at all unless there's some type of a local partnership. Okay. And there used to be one here in Peoria back in the day. Yeah. And when I say back in the day for me, is like the 90s, okay? Right. So um, this long story short, back in 1995, I used to work for the Peoria YMCA. Um, fresh out of college, I was an intern working with a Gus Macker. Everybody's familiar with a Gus Macker. Yeah. 
Um, and, and then they hired me. They gave me a job after that summer internship. And so back in, during that time, the YWCA rented um, the top three floors, I believe, of the old facility and ran a transitional housing program for, um, I think it was battered mothers at the time. And that has now transitioned into a homeless shelter that the Dream Center operates. Mm-hmm. They took that over from the YWCA when they, went, when they left town back mm-hmm. several years ago. So there was a local partnership, and there's lots of different partnerships that YMs and YWs have together, but they're completely different organizations with completely different mission statements. And, okay. and YW is no, focused I, on I, women primarily, but, but we like to work together because there's, they have a lot of um, programs that we don't necessarily have the resources to provide or the expertise, and we like to bring them in and especially work with young girls in our programs and things like that. So um, tell us a little bit more about volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we have um, volunteer opportunities for the program I spoke about earlier, the, you know, the East Bluff program. That's mm-hmm. run primarily all by volunteers. There's a few staff people that are a part of that program, but all the coaches, all the mentors are volunteers. All the, we need people to help keep score for the basketball games that they're going to play officials to referee the basketball games. So there's there's probably about 20 to 25 volunteer opportunities just with that program. It runs on Saturday mornings from about 9 to noon. Okay. Um, we are looking for people to commit to kind of a long-term, volu- especially if you're going to be a mentor or a coach, we want them to be there every week because we want yeah. that relationship to be consistent with the kids. And that program is going to run in eight-week sessions, and it's all year long. So there's a consistent relationship with these kids that will run year after year after year, hopefully, as we deliver it. We also have volunteer opportunities for you know working with the youth in our after-school programs. Um, you can volunteer to work in our, our Tot Watch. We have a Tot Watch program, which is basically a um, when members come to work out and have little ones, right? They need a place for them to go while they get their exercise in. Well, we provide that as a service to our members. There's no charge for it or anything like that, but we have some volunteers that work in there with the kids, reading with the kids. So we're talking about younger kids, younger than school age. Mm-hmm. Um, volunteer opportunities for uh, you know, lifeguards, anything like that that we do, we will um, take volunteers for. So if someone wants to volunteer, do you guys have a volunteer application? Yeah, on our website, is? all the volunteer opportunities are listed on our website. There's an application process that they have to go to. We have to background check all of our volunteers, just like we do our employees, to make sure, that, especially when they're working with youth, you know, we want to make sure that they're it's safe right. and we're not putting the kids at risk. So we go through that process, too, of making sure that we, we clear everyone um, through a vetting process to make sure that they, they're there for the right reasons. So if you're good at sports... Or not good at sports, yeah. or like to work with kids. This is a great opportunity for people to get involved. Yeah, coaches for our youth sports programs are volunteers as well. A lot of times, those end up being parents of the kids in the program, which is a great, great way to spend time with your kids. Yeah, through yeah. sport. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to go back to basketball. How yeah. are you going to get to those kids, and how are you going to get them to St. Bernard's? They are they're all kids from the community, so it's sure. A lot of them can walk. Some of them are, are able to get rides from parents and things like that. The, the, we know that it's going to work in that community because for the past three years we've been delivering a summer program up there, a basketball program that's really just been a basketball kind of league. So we have a relationship with, and, and, the kid, and that would serve 100 kids in the summertime. 
and they had no problem getting there. So we don't. Hundred kids. So yeah, we they had would them all show up. So yeah, they okay. would all show up. And They're just wanting something want to, to play do. Basketball, yeah. right? They're looking yeah. for something to do. This is a little bit different program. There's more depth to it, and there's some intentionality to it, which is important. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't think that's going to be a problem. So that's a good place for us to start because there's already an existing relationship. And that program has been running, I think, for more than 10 years total. We've wow. just been a part of it for the last three. Um, so we have the relationship with the, the community center. Um, so they're a, they're a staple in that community, people mm -hmm. in a lot of respect. So we've been working with Glen Oak School to get the word out and sending people into the school to meet with the kids to recruit them. We held a registration for the program up there on the East Bluff last weekend. Okay. We have So basically we have 48... Um, openings for this current session and we're focused on working with kids that are um, 8 to 11 okay and then the next eight weeks is going to be 12 to 14 year olds okay so we want to separate them by age group because they're different talking points depending sure. on the age of the kids too and then the summertime will be that regular program like I talked about and then we'll come back in the fall and we'll re-engage in the mentoring program which will be the same kind of setup do the younger kids first and the older kids after that so we're targeting a hundred kids in this program and hopefully after this year and we prove that there's success we can raise more money and expand it yeah that's our goal so the idea is if we can get more volunteers yeah you can start that maybe even a little bit sooner yeah that south end or whatever yeah absolutely and we know there's a need we right. just we have to build the capacity i guess in order to deliver it effectively sure okay we've talked about the the kids we've talked about the uh, basketball team. Mm -hmm. How about seniors? Seniors. We have a, a, like I said earlier, a very active senior group. I think we have over 1,200 members that are senior age. And there, a lot of the stuff we do for them is around wellness, where we offer a, a lot of classes that are instructor-led classes that are, you know, designed around stability, um, balance, um, social interaction is a huge um, thing for seniors. We have a lot of seniors that come into our building, grab some coffee, they sit on the couches in the lobby, and they just visit. And for them, that's extremely important. So we try to provide that element as well. We're really connecting them with peers and helping them establish relationships because many of them are home alone, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a, a great place to be either, to be lonely. We know how that affects people with depression. Right. And things like that. So that's what, how we really focus around that demographic is helping to build small networks and communities of, of individuals. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had a group of them that took me out to breakfast, <laughs> invited me to breakfast at Perkins, and I set it with like 20 or 25 of them just wow. sharing coffee and, and just talking and getting to know them. And it, that was a lot of fun. It was a great escape for me from behind the desk mm -hmm. and thinking about all the things that go on at the Y and just getting to know people, and, and for us, that's really important. We, we don't want people to come to the Y just to work out. We want to come to the Y to build relationships with others and with us, and we really want to know what are your goals when you come through the door so that we can help you achieve them. Sure. So we try to build some intentional strategies around um, learning what your needs are, what are your desires, what are your goals, and then getting people connected to the right resources so that they have success and they continue to come mm -hmm. too, right? Because we know this time of year, everybody's all gung-ho about, I'm gonna get to the gym, I'm gonna lose some weight, I'm gonna exercise. Mm -hmm. And then by March, you know, we all kind of, that tapers off, right? Right. Those New Year's resolutions, I think 
8% of New Year's resolutions are actually achieved. That's the studies that are out there. So we want, we want to help increase that for people. And we think that we have, we do it a little bit differently than the for-profit gyms. And we approach it a little bit differently. And I think that's what makes us unique. It's about the people. It's about relationships, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, fun. How do you raise funds? Uh, well, that's a great question because we're just getting into that part of our season where we do our annual sustaining campaign, we call it, where we raise funds to provide scholarships to people um, who can't afford the services that we provide. So one of the things that we, that we um, hold close to our hearts at the YMCA is we never turn anybody away. Um, if, if you can't afford to be a member or if you can't afford to sign your child up for a program or for you to take part in a program, we'll scholarship it. And it's all based on need, right? So we have a process that we go through to help determine what that amount is because we raise funds in the community to help support that. So that's what our annual sustaining campaign is all about, is raising money to provide scholarships. So we're going to launch that um, in March. We just had a board meeting yesterday where we talked through the whole strategy of what's our, what's our approach this year. And we're going to launch it in, in, um, in March, kind of internally with our staff and with our, our board of directors and our, and our community volunteers who help us um, raise funds. And then in April, there will be a community-type campaign where we'll expand it out into the community. Um, but we, we try to do it in person, face-to-face -face or, you know, the best way to raise money is by you and I going out and talking to the people that we have relationships with, right? Because there's a comfort level with that. So we try to do as much of it as we can by setting down and having conversations about this and letting people know about what it is we're doing, how many people are we working with, and what are the needs in the community. Um, so really excited about that. There'll be more information coming about how we're going to do that because we're really looking to increase the amount of money that we can raise so that we can continue to deliver programs like this and services like this for people who need it. That's awesome. Website again. PeoriaYMCA.org. Any stories you want to share, a success story with the couple minutes we have left? Well, um, I've been here since June 5th is when I came back to the Peoria Y. So I, they gave me my first job, and I'm from the area. I grew up in, I went to school at Illinois Bluffs High School. My wife graduated from Limestone. We're living back in the Limestone School District now. Um, so I was happy to come home, and it's always been something I've wanted to do, is come back and lead the Peoria YMCA and hopefully retire here. I've got a long way to go until that <laughs> point, but hopefully retire here. Um, but I would just say, you know, the biggest thing for me is the community response to the organization is I've been out and had conversations like this with leaders, you know, mayors and, and city councilmen and, and business leaders in the community like Bill Winkler, where we just sit down and talk about the response has been overwhelming to me. The YMCA ha has kind of been hidden in this community for, for a long time, and we're really trying to look to, to change that. We want everybody to know who we are, what we're about, and hopefully encourage them to be a part of it. And as I've sat down and had conversations like this, the response has been incredible, I would say. And I really think that our future is really bright and right you know, right, you asked me where, how many facilities we have earlier, and it's one. And for a community this size, and you look at other YMCAs, I, I look at Peoria and relate it a lot to Rockford, just in the city of Illinois. I think the population is somewhat similar. They're blue-collar communities. 
And the Rockford YMCA is kind of the the um, example for us to to be like. I think kind of our big brother. And they have five five different facilities in that community. And I would like to see us be able to expand our operation eventually, and and you know reach across the river. Our service area is Peoria County, it's Tazewell County, and it's Woodford County. That's a big area. And we have one facility on the north end of Peoria that really serves just a small segment of the city of Peoria. Right. So we hope to be able to expand across that whole service area and offer programs and services to everybody. 350,000 people, I think, in this service area. That's a lot. The YMCA is another great organization here in Peoria. Um, make sure you've been wanting to do something, want to volunteer. Uh, YMCA is a great place to start. Um, join them at PeoriaYMCA.org. And uh, make sure, if you would, please comment on the Facebook page for us um, or YouTube. Um, that helps us out greatly. But um, have a great day, everybody. Thanks for having me. PeoriaLife.com.